hey, hey, you guys. I am so glad to have our special guest with us, Wolf Moon. If you guys have not heard of Wolf Moon, they are a duo, which I really love. I've been able to talk to both of the artists with this group, and they are singer, songwriter, Jimmy Owen and Kelly Lettbridge. And they draw from the creative spirit of great artists from Lindsay Buckingham, from Fleetwood Mac, to Jimi Hendrick, and I love Jimmy, you guys. From heart to the police, producing songs of beauty, sincerity, emotional weight across a range of styles that defies pigeonholing. The band brings together some of the UK's finest musicians with Jimmy's affordable lead guitar combined with Kelly Lethbridge's gorgeous, sultry vocals backed by Eric Sams, who is on the drums, Noah Nelson, who is bass, and Emily Francis on keys. The onstage chemistry that results is truly captivating. The first EP, Mind Over Matter, Volume 1, was released in January 2022, which was rewarded with glowing critical acclaim from its ambitious pan-genre patchwork of styles and sounds and striking electricism. With frequent parallels drawn to Buckingham mix, the band leads us through illuminous sonic landscapes, through light and shade, with Jimmy's wild and expansive solo style balanced perfectly by Kelly's silky expressive tone and impressive range. And they have some of their favorite artists that they've been influenced by, like Sting, John Mayer. I love John Mayer as well. Janis Joplin, Bonnie Ray. I Can't Make You Love Me, one of my favorite songs. Um, Led Zeppelin, James Taylor, Carol King, Joni Mitchell, Paul Simon, Pink Floyd, The Eagles, and many more. I mean, I can go for hours talking about the influence that they have. And I love Wolf Moon and thank both of you for being here on Black Canvas. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, I'm excited. I mean, we're going to have some fun. You guys kind of doing some fast questions. Um, and I've kind of talked to both Kelly and Jimmy about how we're going to rotate it. But I thought it'd be really good to start with Kelly. And our first question we're going to talk about is from now on. What is one lesson you've learned about yourself in the music business that you have vowed never to do again, Kelly? It's a tough one, that one, because there, there are probably many. Um, but I'd say probably the main thing or main lesson is not to rush, not to rush into things. Um, the amount of preparation and planning that needs to go into things like releasing music and doing it properly so that it can have the impact it's just about not rushing and planning way ahead you kind of need to be about six months ahead of your audience all the time um and <clears throat> I suppose it's a bit of impatience and always this anticipation and excitement um but it's about that patience and making sure you don't rush into it because nobody else knows what you're planning if you keep it to yourself so they're not waiting on anything necessarily it's just you that knows all the build-up and in the past, um, we've definitely rushed into things a bit and um, that has consequences. So I'd say that's probably the main lesson out of many. I love that you said that, Kelly, because I feel like even with this podcast, when I first started in May of 2020, I released so many episodes in the beginning by myself. And I'm like, oh, wow, um, either I have too much time on my hand <laughs> or 
I have a lot to talk about, which is great, but I felt like the quality of some of that in the beginning, and some of you guys have heard it, y'all may know there's a difference in what's been going on, but I had to start researching different platforms, other ways of being able to convey a message. And then I felt when I started to pace it in my own timing, I felt energized and I felt like I was producing something that was meaningful. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And I think with music, you're right, it's about the timing of it. And then also creating a buzz um, when it's time to release it and then just knowing how to market it in a certain way, I think plays a huge role. Exactly, exactly. Um, and <clears throat> I think it's just when you've been working on things for such a long time um, and you've been you know, doing music like Jimmy and I have since our early 20s, if not uh, earlier, um, you know, there is this kind of desperation to get out all of your music and your thoughts and um, your creativity. And of course, you're the one feeling that way. Um, it, it's just about not rushing and being patient and making sure you put out something, like you said, with quality. And that's been, you know, properly packaged and marketed the way that it the way that it deserves to be because of all the time and effort that's gone into it. So that is something I find difficult because I find that I can get impatient because, um, you know, we've been working with it behind the scenes for so long, but other people don't necessarily know that. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that's probably the main lesson. Well, I think that's a big lesson, especially for musicians listening to this. This is a great lesson of just being, you know, able to sit on a project and, and also being able to talk about it as a group. A lot of times when you work in duos or work in, in groups, it can be hard to agree upon, you know, the stance on where your band is going and what direction, what time to do things. So I think that's amazing. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. All right. Thank you, Kelly. So, Jimmy, let's go to Jimmy next. Hey, hey, hey. we're going to talk about Reinspire. Um, who are some artists that you have grown up admiring and how did you find inspiration in music since COVID-19? Well, that's another massive question. You know, um, I was quite lucky as a kid and I kind of I, I kind of could I could kind of speak for Kelly too, but I suppose I speak for many. But I was lucky to get pretty pretty nurtured at home, you know. Like I, my dad had a big big music collection, so a lot of my heroes and people I listened to um, were quite, you know, everyone from like James Taylor to David Gilmore from Pink Floyd all the way to like ABBA, <laughs> or like Zappa and like you know Michael Jackson and everything, you know, everything we listened to everything or like Jimi Hendrix and. Led Zeppelin, all that kind of stuff, but then we'd listen to maybe what was even even in the charts, like David Gray or something. When I was a little boy, you know, and it was it was you know important that kind of music, uh, and that made a huge impact. And I was lucky; I've been lucky in, in my life enough to come in some contact with some wonderful musicians and um, great artists um, that had a meaningful impact on me, and I learned from them personally and stuff, which is really really cool. Um, and I was lucky to do that, and. And is that like that's influences, right? And I, I that, did, you, did you ask about post COVID, like what, uh, being inspired past COVID? Yes. Um, how did you find inspiration in your music since the height of the pandemic with COVID nineteen? Well, you know, it's a really funny question. Like, it's a good, it's a great question, but um, I think when all that happened, as shocking and all, you know, as it was, I think it made people take stock again. I think. 
you go back to I, it reminded me what I why I do this and why I love it so much because it was so much free time so you know everyone kind of like they, they buttoned down the, the hatches and you know like fastened up the doors and like put up the, the wooden panels and like kept in and it was like you know it was instead of discovering the great outdoors it was like discovering the great indoors and like all the little things that you kind of that you love about music and it's like kind of falling in love with it again so you either you kind of went one of two ways you either went a little bit stir crazy or you just got really into it again like where you're like you know like well I've got all this time so I may as well like listen to this record again like or learn something new or learn a new skill or like maybe uh write a load of songs and you know not to go straight into like plugging something the the latest record was written I I literally was in Ireland at the time of the lockdown yeah COVID in the middle of nowhere and you just I just sat and wrote every day like just that because that was what you, you you're faced with the pen and the blank page and it stares at you going well you got to do something so you end up like listening and listening to getting back into all these records and you'd be sitting back and kind of going oh man I should really write a record like that so I was lucky like that in the way that I just kind of took this time to go what do you really want to write what do you really want to say and that's what kind of happened I love that you mentioned that, Jimmy, and I feel like there are a lot of people who struggle with just being, if you're an extroverted person and then you felt that you were stuck in the house and didn't know what to do, but I felt like it had people to hone into more of their five senses and also being aware of other people and their emotions, um, because there's things that we all have had to experience, especially living if you live with other people in your household and that's all you saw with your kids or your, you know, husband, wife, or other family members, it can be difficult not being able to go out to work and do things the way you would normally do. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, that's very profound. I think a lot of people have that a big area of self-discovery, you know, from a psychological point of view, I think there's a lot of inward looking and a lot, of, especially for me as well. I spend a lot of time reading and stuff there. Cause again, the time was there you know, reading and kind of soul searching and asking questions again of like, you know, what, what the source is, what the core is. I and mean, without sounding too trite here, like connecting yourself to the, the, the reason why you are doing what you're doing. Um, and the great thing is when you remove the, all the left hemisphere stuff, like all the voices and just go down to the creative side, you remember why you love it so much. It's like a child in a sweet shop. You just kind of go, you know, like, like so that first time you plug into a guitar and you sing into a mic and you're like, oh, this feels so great. I love this so much. Or you play a record really loud. And it was all that kind of time where you just, because I, I spent it with my family. Uh, <laughs> like as, as crazy as that makes you go sometimes. I, uh, I had that opportunity again where I was just like, I got back in touch with what I love so much about doing this. I love Jimmy that you said like, <laughs> can you repeat that again about the candy shop? That was amazing. I love that. I think you got to keep. <laughs> thanks, man. I, I think you got to keep it loose, and you got to be like a kid in a sweet shop again. Like, um, I think there's a psychology about this. Is we're so hell bent and getting older quicker, but actually, the, the older you get, the more you want to go back to being a child again because that was the part where you were like, oh, "I'm so excited by this," and you mustn't lose. I think we lost you there are you there i'm here jimmy say that again the last part you said it's like ah you said can you repeat that again yeah i just said like um you know when you when you have that feeling when you're like a, a kid it's like you're just excited and why you do it like oh my god like this is so viscerally exciting and 
you know, when you're, when you're an adult, we're so hell bent and getting older and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I gotta, gotta, gotta move on with my life. And I've got to stop being serious now. But and you forget about when you were a child, everything was just so exciting and fascinating. But you know, that, that first take thing. And you mustn't lose sight of that because that's why you do these creative things. So that was, that's why. All right. Thank you, Jamie. I love that. I mean, being re-inspired is, is so important, especially in this, this field that you guys are in. Sometimes that is what motivates us to continue to write and do and create. And me being an author, I love writing. And I've been so inspired by reading past poems that I've written and having other people give me their opinions on what they've been able to, to feel. And that, that helps inspire us for sure. All right, Kelly, you ready for our next one? I am, yes. All right, so Kelly, leaving home is our next question. What is one thing <laughs> you cannot leave home without? And the second part of this question is, is there a special city or country you're dying to travel to? Yeah, so, um, I mean, in some ways, unfortunately, the thing I feel I can't leave home without is my phone. And I imagine that 99% of the population feel the same way. Um, although I'm probably contradicting myself here because if anyone's going to forget their phone, I mean, Jimmy will vouch for this. Just, <laughs> just the other day when I went to meet you, when we were doing some band stuff, I, I forgot my phone. Um, <laughs> it's almost like I'm so worried to forget it that I do. Um, but it's just because it's, it's everything now, especially when you're do, when you're in a, um, a business like this and the socials and, and being contactable and getting back to people and that communication and that network of community is so important. Um, you, you, you just feel like you can't really miss anything. Um, and especially if we're, especially if we're going to meet and talk about band stuff, there's things we might want to capture. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's apart from tissues because I have bad allergies and hay fever. So, <laughs> but the phone is definitely the thing that I can't leave home without. I love that. Well, I have allergies too, so I totally understand about you know just making sure you have all your either vitamins or having everything you need so that you don't hopefully have reactions. But the second part of that, Kelly, can you tell us what city are you dying to travel to? We want to know your city for sure. Um, well, again, many, but one that I have always wanted to go to is um, Tokyo, Japan, and, and, and actually just Japan in general um, for the culture, the food. I would love to go um, when the blossoms out. Uh, it just it just looks like such a fascinating, amazing place. And I've wanted to go there for a very long time. Well, I definitely want to definitely travel there for sure. I think one that I've been waiting to go to is Rio, Rio de Janeiro. Wow, yeah. I've heard a lot of great <laughs> things about that. And then I definitely want to, the country, I don't know, it's kind of hard. I definitely, of course, England, of course, there's <laughs> no question. <laughs> but um, maybe <laughs> Australia. I mean, um, I've heard a lot of great things about Australia too. So I'm like, I, I just want to be able to travel in the future again. And I used to go on cruises a lot with my mom um, before COVID. And so that's one thing I do miss since COVID. I just haven't had the confidence yet to be on a cruise with 5,000 or more people um, since COVID. So, I mean, hopefully in the future, that'll be something I would do. But right now, like, no, I'm going to put the, the brakes to that for right now. 
yeah I mean travel is is something that I'm extremely interested in I love going to new places but um yeah well we hope that we can incorporate travel into into touring so that would be really really cool absolutely eventually. I would love for you to be in Louisiana I'm like front row I'm like this is my group right here <laughs> we'd we definitely love to come to the U.S. we actually did go to Austin Texas years ago and we played some songs out there we played at Antone's Blues Club um I think that closed down and reopened again I um but uh, another place is Arizona, uh, Sedona, Arizona. Would love to go there. It looks incredibly inspiring. Awesome. Yeah, we have to figure it out. If y'all do go to Texas, I'm going to have to travel to see you. If y'all come back, if y'all can't make it to Louisiana, I definitely want to be able to see y'all perform for sure. Oh, amazing. Well, we definitely try and get to Louisiana too. Oh, yeah, that would be a dream for me. I'd be <laughs> like, this is amazing. <laughs> All right, Jamie, we're ready for you. Jamie, our next one is Fight for You. So who is one person that you love and has encouraged you to pursue your career in music? And what is your definition of self-love? Oh, wow, man. Um, okay, that's a really, really, uh, oh my God. People that help, I, I, I kind of, I've had a lot of great people in my life. Um, you know, I, it sounds a bit trite, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Kelly is a massive influence. Uh, we've been doing music together for a very, very long time. And we have been through thick and thin. So she's someone that's very important to me musically. And I have been lucky enough to know in my life, uh, uh, David Gilmore, weirdly, from Pink Floyd. <laughs> um, I learned a lot from him when I was younger. And that meant an awful lot to me. And not only that, he was an also he's a wonderful human being. And, and obviously... Pink Floyd are not a, a small band, <laughs> like he's a he's a living legend, but yet holds himself in such a wonderful, kind, loving way. And that inspired me massively as a good person. Uh, I've been lucky enough as well with like great, you know, like um, musicians, like people that show you stuff along the way. I mean, there's so many to name, like Justin Sandico, um, Martin Golding is great. I mean, there's so many that people that are like, oh my God, I'm trying to think, I don't want to miss anyone out. <laughs> um yeah, Guthrie Govan was really important to me as well. Yeah, lots of people that kind of showed me a couple of those things along the way um, with songwriting and stuff like that as well, and like just kind of art, craft stuff. And, you know, what was the other question you were saying there? It was like... Um, um, what's your definition sorry, just, of self-love? Okay. Um, you know, I think this is a really, and I, I don't want to spend too long. I'll try to be succinct about this, but I, I find that as a really cool, important topic. Um, and I talk to people an awful lot about this, people like young songwriters that I hang out with and stuff like that. The ability to kind of analyze how you, how you see yourself, right? And like how you think about yourself and how you, how you treat others with that kindness and love that we all want to do, right? And psychology will have us know that is that really we're just trying to be better people, better versions of ourselves. Well, if you treat people like that, you should treat yourself like that. Um, you know, there's all these ideas of like how you think of like how honest you are with yourself, but also on that side is like how unnecessarily cruel you can be to yourself for no reason. And, you know, half the time when you do this stuff, it's like, it's obviously beyond detrimental being mean, like, you know, not, not giving yourself your due kind of thing, but we are, so, we are in an imperfect species. That's the beauty of us. That's what's so wonderful about being human beings. We're not perfect. And those little imperfections make us quirky and make us us. And the second you start acknowledging those things where you kind of go, but those are my great points. And, I, and there's a beautiful ebb and flow in life 
you become a lot more sound and a lot more happy with your position and your place because ultimately that knocks on to how you you interact with the world, the synergy you have with everyone else. So I think that idea of definition of self-love is, without sounding to try it again, is that forgiveness, the fact that you're not always going to be perfect, and that's wonderful. And be prepared to celebrate the things that you are brilliant at because there are so many, and you should just take the time to look under the microscope, look in the mirror and go, no, there are great things because I'm so prepared to tell other people about their greatness. Do the same to yourself. I really enjoyed that, Jimmy, you sharing it that way. And it is an ebb and flow when it comes to just life in general. Um, but yes, yeah, self-preservation plays a huge role in self-love. And then also who you surround yourself with after you start defining who you are. Because a lot of times if you've been through hurt or trauma or abandonment or alienation and these types of uh, feelings or thoughts, it can be hard to trust. And I think trusting your gut, being aware of you know the activities that we partake in and how we choose to show ourselves to the world, I think, plays a huge role. And as musicians, I think y'all can attest to that, that um, you have to reinvent yourself um, in your career, but also being aware of just how do I want to be perceived, you know, because there are young people who are looking up to you for sure. And I think that that plays a huge role. I think as beautifully said, with you are allowed to surround yourself with good people. You can be discerning about going, hey, these people are not so good in my life. I don't, you don't need that. You know, if that's not helping you and not being a two-way street, because as you quite rightly said, self-preservation, self-help, is it's a two-way thing. You know, you, you being good to people and ultimately they should be enriching in your life. And if they're not enriching you and making your life, your life worse, you don't need them, you know, and that, that, that's an important thing. And I, I, I do think that's a, a really important point be very aware of the people that you surround yourself with and that that is another form of kindness where you're like i need to put myself in a situation that's going to let me flourish you know absolutely jimmy and i also agree like sometimes you have to keep your circle small until you can determine or like you said discern if that is the right types of individuals in in my circle especially in the music industry there are a lot of people who when they see something great going on they're going to want to take advantage and i think like having your close-knit family and chosen family that you have to support you. I think that plays a huge role. Totally. So Jamie and Kelly, y'all did really well with those questions. So now I'll let y'all choose if y'all want to both answer the next ones or whoever, Kelly, we can start with you first. So the first question I have um, in these next set of questions is if you could collaborate with any artist in the world, and it can be someone in the top 40 right now, or just someone maybe, um, that was in the past that you really admired, who would you choose and what type of sound do you feel that you guys would create with that artist? Yeah, it's a difficult one. Did you say someone in uh, a more modern artist there? Sorry. It, any type of artist you choose. So it can be someone currently in the top, you know, 40, or, or it could be someone from the past. Any artist that both you and Jimmy, y'all can collaborate with, who would you choose and what type of sound would y'all create? I think for us, it would probably have to be that Fleetwood Mac, Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. That would be uh, an ultimate dream. I think for Jimmy too, I'm sure he'll agree. Um, just taken so much influence from them. And I've been listening to them from a, a child. I used to sing along to it in the car. Um, 
and I actually remember the first time I heard um, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks singing it. And I just remember going through something at the time where I was, I was just related to that song so much. Um, and her voice just really, really um, resonated with me. Um, and even though I, I'd been, I'd been um, listening to so many incredible singers at the time, it really made me realise how important it is to have a voice that resonates with people. And it's more about the, what the voice is saying and making you feel, not about how technical it can necessarily be. Um, and so I've always taken so much influence um, from her and, and that band and the songwriting. Um, and strangely enough, um, I kind of... We, I kind of forgot almost about that influence for a while in my career. And we came back to it when um, our music started getting compared to it a bit. And so, and Jimmy started listening to them even more and more later on in his musical career. And we were realizing that there were so many similarities in the way that we'd write songs. So in terms of someone we'd love to collaborate with, I think there's so many reasons there why we choose them and the music, yeah, it would be incredible to see how that could sound because um, the music's been kind of compared to them in, in some ways, um, just maybe a slightly more modern take on it. Um, but lyrically mm. and musically, I think it could be fantastic because we're a big fan of harmonies like they are as well. Um, and it's about a statement and it's about, um, you know, we've been we have been told we're genre defying and you could totally say that about Fleetwood Mac when you listen to Rumours or Tango in the Night there's three different songwriters there so you're getting a completely different take on uh, a lot of the songs they sound very different to each other but at the same time they're all just fantastic pieces of work and that's why people love those albums so much and there's that sense of variety so that's definitely why I would say those guys and would love to collaborate with them. Yeah, there's a, it's hard, I have a smattering of people like, oh my God, like Laura Marling, I'd love to, I'd love to write with her. I'd love to use an English artist. Ryan Adams, I'd love to write Ryan. I'd love to like know, like, he's just such a prolific songwriter. Um, John Mayer would be wonderful. Um, you know, it's funny actually with this, it's like past and present, obviously you could say Jimmy, I'd love, I'd love to have met Jimmy, <laughs> you know, like just to hang out with Jimi Hendrix would have been something else. Um, but like loads of people, when I kind of think of, even like um, James Bay would be cool to hang out with. I really love him. Sting, of course. I'd love to talk to Sting about writing and, 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 and lyrics and musicality. But yeah, it's like there's definitely some people nowadays that, I mean, I'd love to get together with Laura Marling, definitely, and definitely Ryan Adams. And the kind of sound that's funny, as Kelly was kind of going on there, is that it's... You don't kind of go, when you write songs, you don't set out to go, well, you know, I, I, this is what's happening in the charts. So it needs to sound like this. Well, I mean, you can do, obviously, but a lot of the time, songs have this beautiful idea of like, you know, when you're starting to shape and mold them, they kind of create themselves. And if you have, obviously, your, you know, my, a lot of my heroes have big, you know, atmospheric, spacious sounds, and it's obviously all about the lyrics and about the song topic and stuff like that. And then you paint, you paint the portrait around that vocal idea. You know what I mean? You start kind of shaping the song around that. Um, and I think a lot of those records, that's, I mean, that's, that's, to be honest, it's the same way we speak, isn't it? Like what you're influenced by will, will by osmosis bleed out in your creativity because that's what you, you covered, right? You see it every day. 
Um, so it's kind of interesting, I think, is that you can have that amalgam. I love all of the people you guys shared. And James Bay, I really do love as well. And just, I mean, if I met anyone from YouTube and I love just, I mean, my favorite Fleetwood Mac song is Landslide. I just could listen to that yeah. song day in and day out. It's just something about it that just, it gets me emotion every time I hear it. And I've heard a lot of acapella groups do it as well, which is my favorite to hear. I love acapella groups. And so I think for me, that would be just a joy to be able to see you guys. Hopefully one day, we never know what the future holds. You know, that might be something that will happen. And I, I would just love to just be at the concert to see all y'all together. That would be great. We'd love that. You're very sweet. Thank you. Uh, we, we would, and we would love to see you there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So I have two more questions for you guys. So the first one is... Um, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Jimmy and young Kelly? So that's the first question. And I'll let Kelly start on that one. And then the last question I have for you guys is what's next for you and how can our listeners find you online? So Kelly, if you can start, um, when you do choose your younger self for Jimmy and Kelly, if y'all can choose a roundabout age, and what would you tell him and her? Oh, again, so many things. Um, but do you know what? It's funny because I could probably relate it to a question earlier. I would say this ability to slow down and not rush and not be impatient. Um, I think uh, that's <clears throat> definitely a lesson I've learned, not just through music, but but the music business has taught me that a lot. Um, and definitely just, just in general, I I have found that I can... I get very excited about things, but I can also get very anxious um, and I can rush into things thinking everything needs to be done now. I'm not very good at starting one thing and finishing it diligently and then moving on to the next in a calm way. I tend to think everything needs to be done at once and I'll try dipping into everything at the same time. Um, and I've always been a bit like that. So that's definitely um, been something that um, I'm aware of and I would say to my younger self because it's something that I've been doing for a long time um, and that definitely answers the question earlier about um, what lesson have you learned in the music business because that very much rolls into it yeah I, I think kind of the same as what Kelly's saying um, you know if I got to the sort of you know out of school thing when you're starting to become more conscious like more real you know when you not when you're like when you're like six or seven or whatever you know, you're, you're fairly blinkered in the sense that you're kind of just you're, you're focusing on you being a kid and enjoying it and then when it comes into like the teen years you know what I mean where you start kind of becoming a lot more like self-aware the room suddenly kind of the eyes in the room suddenly light up and you're like oh my god I'm very conscious of who I am is the idea that as Kelly said don't rush be calm know that of course there's you know critic in your life and you learn from mistakes and that's a good thing but is to never forget, and I get alluded to something I said earlier, don't forget why you're doing something. Don't lose sight of the source. Don't lose sight of what connects you to that because there's so many aspects in life that spoil things as you get older because you think, because that number, that age is, you know, the, the, that part of your brain, that left hemisphere telling you to, no, now's time to do away with dreams. Put them by the door. Come on. Time to move on. Time to, time to do this. Time to do that. And you're so 
constricted by these these sort of like <laughs> ideals or archetypes or archetypal thoughts of what you're supposed to be like at a certain age and it can be really hindering and really you can be punishing to yourself we talked about self-love earlier right you end up not being very loving of yourself and it's prevalent in our industry in art people are very punishing to themselves because they think they should be somewhere at a certain time i would tell myself that there are no rules and you are making your own that's you are making your own unique brand you are bespoke as it gets because you're unique and special and everyone is and you should celebrate that and not let it get on top of you that you think because someone across the road keeping up with the joneses right is somewhere that you have to be that and if you haven't you haven't succeeded that's just not true so that's what i would tell myself be patient be happy and don't forget why you're doing what you do because you All right, Jimmy, I think Jimmy cut out you guys on the last part of that, but I want to kind of elaborate on what Jimmy was saying about being patient and being understanding. And then it also is like reintroducing the world to who you are and re-inspiring. I'm going to use a, one of your songs, just like understanding that we can find happiness in the little small, minute things that we've experienced. And then also just being aware that um, an accomplishment within yourself is an accomplishment that others can receive and see and, and be embark on that journey with you. And I love your sound, but I think that it's not just about the maturity and the songwriting and the stellar performances that you guys have had, or just, you know, the, the way that you perform, it's the way you live. And I think when someone gets to have that experience with either Jimmy or Kelly, then they leave feeling like a different individual and that's what I love about music, but that's what I love about human beings. It's, it's about what are you leaving someone with? And my whole goal in life, and I tell people, is when I die, I hope that I leave a legacy behind me. And it's not just what I've accomplished, but how someone felt when they left the room talking to me. How did they, were they inspired? Did they feel like there's something I said that they can use and take, take and allow that to be a part of their journey. And so for me, everyone's road, I do believe is paid for themselves. And I don't, I'm not jealous of anyone else or wanting to be like anyone else. I wanna be the best person for myself, but I do wanna make sure that I wanna be honest and open and authentic in what I'm sharing. And that hopefully with what I'm sharing and how I'm living and how we can all create our own beings to be where we need to be in that moment, that someone will sit back and say, that is, an interesting person who gave me a different purview that I can look back and say, I can use that for me and, and still be myself, but use the parts they use that help them to accomplish goals and maybe do it different or better and, and find my own purpose. That's so beautifully said. And I couldn't agree more with that in the sense that is what is soul, but the people that you've touched. So after you're gone, the things that you've done while you're on this planet, is that's the effect that's why it's that cause of going like well why be a good boy because if you're just nihilistic and you thought oh, it doesn't really matter about anything well it does it matters who you touch who you speak to and who you you know this little tiny glint that you might you might affect someone's life in such a profound wonderful way that you'll never know and after you're gone they'll be they'll remember you and go you know i met this person once and it was so full of life and wonderful they made me feel great and there's something very moving in that do you know what i mean especially when you're in like a you have an opportunity to be kind to someone or help them with something there's an, a lasting effect that you will have and I guess that's in my mind how I would define a soul that you
Jimmy, you you hit the nail on the head, and I think that's important for our listeners. Please just remember that being kind to others, it's very easy for us to be hateful and vindictive, but it takes a lot of effort to not only be kind, but to, to listen and be empathetic and to share your experience with someone else in an authentic way. So I, I really feel that from both of you guys. Y'all have a great soul, but also a spirit about you that people want to connect with. So I just want to just before we end, I know we have one more question, but I wanted to just say that directly, that I can feel that from both of you. And I think like that's why the music is so relatable because people can feel that for sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So our last question is what's next for you? And Kelly, if you want to maybe start that part and if maybe Jamie, you can tell our listeners, how can they find you online? Great. So, um, well, we're very busy working away at the moment. Um, and what's next is we have um, a brand new album um, that we are hoping to release this year. Um, we are getting everything ready for it and prepared. And also listening to that voice saying, don't rush. Make sure this is as good as it can be before we <laughs> solidify all those release dates. Um and so but we're very, very excited about that. There's a lot of work to do, um, but we're really excited. As Jimmy was saying earlier, um, these were written a, a while ago and Jimmy was very busy in lockdown, putting a lot of pieces together. In fact, you probably wrote way more than one album. Um, so, <laughs> so there's plenty of music all stored up. Um, but this one is is going to be a really, really special album. And it will be special because it's got, everything poured into it that we've learnt, the way that it's released, the way that it's presented, the music that's on there, the lyrics, um, everything is is so heartfelt and genuine and um, has, has had so much time put into it and so much thought. So really looking forward to that one. Um, that will be feel like a real achievement to get that one out. Um, so that's next, uh, our new album. Um, so, but we have no release dates yet. We're not saying that because um, <laughs> we haven't solidified it yet, but it is coming and it is done now. Kelly, you'll probably be a little bit more of a master at this than I am, just to where to get us. We have a, a website, which is www.wolfmin.co.uk. But as far as socials go, obviously you have the normal Instagram handle. Um, which I, or is it off the top of your head? <laughs> So, so uh, our Instagram is at Wolf Moon UK and our Facebook is at Wolf Moon UK. Um, but if you go to our Instagram, um, we have a Koji link in bio, which is like a snazzy version of Linktree. And the um, Koji link in bio basically has everything that's going on that is um, new and updated. So um, EPs that have just been released, what's coming up, subscribe to our YouTube. So all of our socials are there, including our main band website. So you can get everything there. Thank you so much, Kelly and Jimmy. This has been such a wonderful experience getting to know you guys on a personal level, having you on the show. I would love to have you back in the near future on Space Between. If you guys have not heard of Space Between, um, for our listeners, it's my second podcast where I have live performances, and I'm just so excited to have amazing artists like Kelly and Jimmy on um, not only Black Canvas, but hopefully they'll be able to perform live on Space Between. So I appreciate y'all being here, and let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness, 
because the world is our canvas. Thank you, Jimmy and Kelly. I really appreciate y'all. So Thank much. you. So much for having us. And we get, we'd love to perform live on your podcast. Awesome. So I'm going to get a concert anyway, just a little sooner than in person, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, y'all have a great rest of y'all day and thank y'all for making time for being here. And I've learned so much and it's been an impactful pretty much hour that you and I've been able to talk and it's just been really amazing. Thank y'all so much again. It's our pleasure. Thanks for having okay, us. Okay, bye y'all. Oh, yeah.